Yo, well, yeah, my boy. That's on the neighborhood, cuz. Say word. What up? Yo, what's poppin' with y'all lashy asses? Nico in the building, making aunties bat them lashes. Melly with the jelly, making brothers do a double take. Got the hash on deck to be way more than half baked. Love is at war, hit the general, yeah, yeah, yo. Listen to the wisdom, how your love life like, hey, yo. All this in the hour, it'll never be a bore. So welcome, everybody, this is ethnic ish and more. Yo, yo, what's poppin', cuz? Yeah, you gon' still bangin' ducks in 12 and 19, the only season I don't use. But nigga, have you heard ethnic ish and more, cuz? They got more shit on there, cuz. They doing past political shit, nigga. They doing relationship shit. Like, Mark Ali mad at me for cheating no more. Yo, shout to you, yo. Hey, yo, nigga, have you seen Melly Mel's IG? Cuz on neighborhood, she gotta be jelly, cuz jam don't shake like that. And she got the hash on lock, nigga. They on there for an hour, cuz. You better tune in and check that shit out on neighborhood, cuz. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Nico in the building making aunties bat them lashes. Melly with the jelly making brothers do a double take. Got the hash on deck to be way more than half baked. Love is at war, hit the general, yeah, yeah, yo. Listen to the wisdom, how your love like, like, hey, yo. All this in the hour, it'll never be a bore. So welcome, everybody. This is ethnic ish and more. Hold up, 
Got a hundred bucks, but I don't need Chico. Still in the cut like a lodging knife. I'm so bright that I turn off the lights when I see it at night. Cause I'm beyond the peons, cause on for eons. Doing this till my name in the neons. Wandering around this world like Dion. Right around town at night in a Nissan. Ultima, all of the team rep carnivals. Chirp if you want it, bro. All you do is tweet. But with the early bird that went and got the worm. Excuse me. Early bird that went and got the rat. Cause we taco, you baka, we level from heavy. I'm taking the crown, it's never been heavy. I'm chasing my dreams, I'm friends with Freddy. I pick they masa, hold the gaza, and they lives and level up mine. I elevate.
And I'm from the rock bottom yeah. house, the rock bottom you Really, get smacked silly, she get smacked silly. Fucking with these niggas from the what you don't when you ready. Shit, I was born ready, and I was already on the fish with spaghetti. Creep with the culture, rap like a culture, attack like a vulture. See when they talk to you, said I get you, where did you bitch you? Got 13 inches, I see the big picture. If it's to get richer, I probably get richer. If not, burn it, hot like a fur. Motherfucker, city permits. We own the city. On the phone with Diddy. Red phone, pretty. Once you get aroused like the sucker on the city, put it in the video. You wanna holler? Got the follow, nigga. Here we go. Get your ticket. The train don't miss it. Won't reach out, and you better won't visit. Till my whole wardrobe is missing. Listen, make this money. Take this money. Ain't no way you can take this from me. Ain't shit funny. Shake it, honey. Take it, money. Now let's get it. Let's get it. 
turn up, turn up, or turn it on up. We back on another episode of Ethnic Ish and More. Episode 65. It's a Midwest thing. Yeah. What's good, y'all? What like I said, it's your boy Nico, the great man. We y'all been here for 65 weeks. 65 weeks. That's a whole year. Damn. No, no, 52 is a year. So, yeah, it's a whole year in 13 weeks. I was going to say a year in three. I'm like, man, man you sound like you're talking about your baby. Yeah, look, <laughs> baby, like, but baby, 27. I'm like, man, that little motherfucker, a year or some change, man. Stop playing with Yeah. Man, fuck your kid, man. I only want. I'm twice. like, bro, your baby 39, ain't it? Like, what the fuck? You're a grown ass child, man. Stop doing I'm like, how you remember these months? I remember the stressful years. I'm like, shit, I ain't start counting them till they got to three. That's when he started doing right. After that shit, we good from here. Well, look, man, I appreciate y'all tuning in every week. Like I said, y'all ashy asses is always coming back. I know y'all caught those first few songs. The first track is from our guest, one of our guests tonight, man, J. Alzir Jordan. Man, we in the building, man. Y'all heard that Elevate. And then we have Free Lighter by 2 Chains featuring Chief Keith and Lil Uzi Vert. And then I had to bring my, one of my old school joints when I used to be in my Harlem Shake days. My goal back in the day, when I was in middle school, I wanted you asked me what I wanted to do, I wanted to be a professional Harlem Shaker. Like, nigga, that was my life. I was cold at that shit. I just knew that was where I was going to go. I knew the Lord was going to put me in New York. When I used to have my uh, AOL page, the little A sex location, I was always from Harlem. I ain't want nobody. I was like, look, I'm manifesting me being a professional Harlem Shaker. You know what? I'm going to get on TikTok, and I'm going to just start Harlem shaking like a motherfucker. And I'm going to get my dream. My dream going to come true, and I'm going to be in the next, like, New York video, Harlem shaking for the thrill of it. And I'm going to say, I told you, bitches, so you should have believed it when I said it back in the fucking sixth grade. That's all I got to say about that. But let's get it. By G. Depp, P. Diddy, featuring Rob Black as well, man. R.I.P. Black Rob, man. Like. It's crazy. It's, I mean, granted, I don't know how long he had been sick or whatever, but it went from the video of saying something about DMX and shit. A week later, he was gone. And when I seen the video, I was like, he don't look like he got too much longer left. And that's fucked up. And the crazy thing about that shit, which, you know, everybody always say, as soon as you see somebody fucked up that was famous at one point, they look to the person that used to be with him. And then they be like, oh, man, why did he ain't did it? I'm like. Now, granted, I don't know what Diddy could have done in the background. Everybody, you, we live in the days now. Everybody feel like if you don't post what you did, you ain't do it. Like right. if, if society didn't see you do the shit, it didn't happen. Right. And I'm like, you know, that man could have been paying foot in the medical bill, all that shit. And if he didn't, at that point in time, y'all don't know one, their relationship. Yeah. And two, just like when Nelly said, "How long do I gotta gotta carry on for somebody?" It's like at some point in time. When do people realize, nigga, we all grown people. We all had opportunities. Everybody opportunity. Diddy was the, he was already successful before y'all came into play. He was going to make it regardless because he had the plan. Y'all was rapping and y'all ain't followed through. Because the only song I know of Black Rob is Whoa. I can't say he don't got no other songs, but the only song you think of is Whoa. Now, Diddy do. I definitely say Whoa was a top, arguably a top 50 hip hop classic. Facts. I get that. I get that for sure. Like, but it's, not, I, I definitely don't feel P. Diddy owe that person anything. I don't. I hate when people do that. Oh man, you rich? I'm like, so the fuck what? What you in my pockets for? I'm right. relevant. I've right. been doing shit. That's the first thing I hate. Right. I never count somebody else's pockets. 
I never care what you do with your money. Every time you see somebody down bad, but why, that man Rich, he used to play basketball with him. Why he ain't taking care of him? Why he spent all his basketball money? Why you ask them questions? We always ask why the rich person who's still sustainably rich is doing X, Y, and Z, but we don't never say why the person who going through X, Y, and Z, well, why they ain't maintain? What happened? Or even just like all them chances, like them new opportunities that you possibly had in front of you. Why didn't you make something out of it? Exactly, because that person did. So because I, I made the best out of my situation and you was with me. Yeah. And not that you didn't reap the benefits at that time, because we can't say Black Rob ain't getting no money. I don't know y'all deal structure, but the one bad thing, if you had a fucked up deal, the worst part is, is being from the living conditions that they be in, they see that money, and they stop thinking. They stop thinking for themselves. And my first thing, I'm like, bro, if you know you're finna come into some money, and you could prove, even if you ain't got the upfront money to pay for the Lord, if you could prove that you're gonna get this bag, he can see the contract, I'm sure somebody a pro bono read that motherfucker for you to be your lawyer. If I see it, it's like, get somebody to read over that shit. Or, I mean, if you go, read it. That's, it's not like they, I'm pretty sure a lot of them contracts don't have too much snake shit in it. Only reason it come out snaky is because you didn't read through that. You read through the first page. You read through the money part. Right. Motherfucker read through the zeros. That's all they cared about. Well, shit, I'm finna get a bag. You ain't realize, oh, yeah, if I leave this motherfucker, I don't even own my name no more. Yeah. I, don't, I don't own none of my music no more. I don't, I'm not who this person. And it's just like, bro, I get it. I get it. You go from piss poor broke to seeing a bunch of millions. I can understand you. The thoughts of like, fuck it. You skip over a few fuck things. Fuck it. Like, oh, shit. I'm a little broke. You know what, though? Some of these. I, I think these labels, though, with they side people, I think they should have some type of financial person to, that they could send them to. To just to take some classes and lessons because that's what like the NFL does with the, the, the goal, new players. They goal is to come NBA, up. You know what I'm saying? They don't want the. They don't. No person wants somebody with an opportunity to make a whole lot of money, blow it, and then become a drug <coughs> and stuff. And especially, and you think they'll do that for the simple fact of you if you got the if you believe in the talent said individual got. Why wouldn't you want them to be contained, be sustainable? The consistency behind this. If I know, like, bro, the money machine behind, we make sure he budget his money right. He gonna be good. He gonna keep making us money because y'all get the majority of the shit anyway. So right. until he do his own, that's why it's at the point. Like, unless you need that major backing, it's been plenty of people to prove to you that you don't have to go that route if you don't need to. You just gotta be consistent enough to be on that shit until you start generating something. Man, just even like, uh, I got a few records that I own. With some artists and shit like that, and like even right, great example. Uh, my man uh, hit Screwface in his uh, his, uh artist Lil Cappy. I actually have records with both of them. Okay. Like I own, like I have like me digital streams. I own that. Like it's coming to me. But they also so. But anytime they drop records or videos and stuff, boom, it's on Midwest mixtapes. No questions asked. You know, I just do it. Why am I doing that? Even though I'm not gonna make a cent off they new shit. I make something off of them. So, you know, I got business with them already. You know what I'm saying? Why wouldn't I want the person who I got business with? And the, I want my records with them to be checked out, too. Exactly. But that's a smart business move. It's like, if you're going to do something of that nature, it's like, okay, yeah, I may be getting something up off it, but you ain't getting, and I ain't just getting over on you. Right. You you got an instant platform where your song drop, millions of people have access to your track just for the bond that we built for the business that we've already done. Right. And I'm like, a lot of people... 
Just don't. I'm like, brother, really, just take the time. Look at your shit. For especially if you popping. If you popping, people realize that. That's why motherfuckers like, stop putting out your shit without the proper shit behind it. That's how y'all be getting mad. Your goddamn music be getting ganked by somebody famous because they pay somebody to sit on YouTube all day and look up shit. Yeah. Like, if y'all don't think that, because it's crazy, I, you don't never hear tell song famous somebody come out the woodworks you ain't never heard of. They don't got but two subscribers on there. Oh man, they made a song sound similar to my shit, and I'm like, you know what, bro? I can't call you a lie because I don't know you, but because I heard this first, this is one pop. They made it legit. They tweaked your beat to where it's not your exact shit. Yeah, that, one, and so the uh, up record, one of my viewers did. said something that I was thinking as well, where he said uh, that the labels. He said, I feel like the labels don't care enough to educate them. Like They, they want that, Yeah, they want them to fall under. They want that to happen to them, you know? No, but and it's because it, they fall, They got what they came for. Right. We got this bag about you. You made us tons of money now that you done fell off. We own all your shit. People, go, especially, let you make one song that's one of them hits. That's going to forever be listened to. You know what? That goes back to even, like, with a... You know how they started showing a bunch of the interviews with DMX and he was sitting there talking about, man, you know, you pay for your masters because, you know, you pay the money back, your shit's successful and all that, whatever. Why not in your contract? That's something you can write. Nah, I ain't signing that. Put something in the contract where after so many years, I can buy my shit back. I don't, I yeah. think people like don't. There's, like, with the contracts and everything, everything's so fucking negotiable. I've Bruh. learned, I learned that in business, uh, business law when I was in college. Even shit in the stores. We go to retail stores. You go to like famous bar or whatever, Macy's, whatever. You see a shirt, seventy five bucks. You could possibly go try to. Hey, how about you know what? You know how about I give you this? Especially, it's not set in stone. Everything's negotiable. Facts, because that's how they can put it on sale. With ease. Oh, we finna just discount all this shit by thirty percent right. this weekend to make y'all come by. This kind of shit will never work. What you was charging me in the first place. But that's yo. You paid. Yo, yo, wholesale for you to get these items, and then you did what you needed to do from there. But I don't know, man. Motherfuckers be tweaking because it's just like, and that's fucked up too. Because then you sitting back years later down the line, you piss poor broke, and all you had to do was read. If you would have took two hours, ten years ago to read what you were supposed to, you would be exactly where you needed to be today. Spend just a hundred extra bucks that you about to get to get a lawyer to look over it for you. You don't even have to read it. Get a lawyer. And look, if you're about to have a bag. I mean, now, now, I do feel lawyers are got their best, your best interest. Cause why? Why they want? As long as you making money, they, they making, making money. money, right? Anybody that's gonna know, anybody that see the potential and the consistency and money you can bring them is going to do their best. Unless they a shiesty person, won't fuck you over. They won't unless they just a shiesty person by nature, and you ain't gonna know that until you got fucked over. Unless you know that's how they move. But it's simple. Read. My mom always said, man, all I got to do is put something in the book. My boy came out. Put a million dollars in the book, you'll never find it. My boy came out here spitting facts. <laughs> he was like, another thing about it is it's like the disparity of race, talent, and uh, between minorities. It's like basic economic skills just aren't taught the same yeah. way oh, they oh, are elsewhere. Oh, no. That's a big fact. That's a big fact. You can go to you can go to a school district in a, in a, in a, in a predominantly urban area and, and see the type of educations they get, and then go across the way to the school where it's more suburban, more rural. We got a completely different education system. Yeah. Our books look better. 
Our lunches are better. Like everything, they make sure everything is good for you to succeed, but they don't give a fuck about the other person because they got that pipeline of prison shit. They just want you to get in trouble so they can lock your ass up and they ain't got to worry about you. Now you're just a number in the system. I've noticed that just from like the two different high schools that I went to. I went to one high school for my freshman and sophomore year in Georgia, and then I went to a different one here in St. Louis. And it's like, I noticed completely different changes. Nothing fucking different. Night and fucking day, bro. The shit, the shit be crazy. Ah, man. I was in. What's up, bro? I, I went. I went to. I went to Lindenwood. All right. Oh, Lindenwood ain't nothing but a lot of St. Louis people. Mm-hmm. There's some St. Charles and St. Charles County or whatever. But sitting in this, I'll never forget sitting in this lit class, going over the syllabus, what we're about to read over the semester and all that. Man, he's like, yeah, if you uh, read any of these as a, you know, maybe in high school or whatever, raise your hand as we go along. Why me and the other only North County kid in the class freaking never rose right in our hand? Ooh, I was man. like, man. Damn, man. I don't give a fuck about us. Then you start looking at him like. Yeah, we looking at each other like, damn. damn. We, yeah. Bro, the shit, the shit be fucked up, man. And then one thing we was talking about with the labels, I feel like a lot of artists, because you know if you pop it or not. You know if how they came at you or how your buzz been on your own if you pop it. You, you don't realize the amount of power you have. You see these big numbers coming from these big people, and you feel like you ain't got no more leverage. They came to you. Right there, you got leverage. You came to me. They don't know if somebody else came to holler at you, but they know if, if they came to talk to you, it's potential that somebody else in the music industry them probably came to you, unless they a small-time label. If they a big-time label, they got to know for a fact somebody else done came across you and is shooting a shot. So at this point, leverage what you want. Leverage what you want. Like, all right, bro. Just like you said, after X amount of years, man, I need my shit. I need my shit, or, bro, you can't have that shit out the gate, because X, Y, and Z said, they'll give me this amount of money, but I can keep my masters. You're going to give me maybe 500 more thousand, but take my shit forever. I'll get 500, I'll take 500,000 less now for the long end of me being able to continuously make a bag off of this. But people like, nah, bro, you you need that money up front. As soon as you get it, you give me a million, you give that person a million dollars, it's taxed like a motherfucker, so they probably had like 600 and something already. Hey, uh, what's a great example? Hasbro. So yeah, they, just they death sold, row shit. They sold the death row crew. But you already knew that was going to happen. Hasbro? We're talking about kid toys. And it's like, Hasbro, what the fuck do they, what? Oh, they wanted they wanted the, the TV stuff and all the other little kid stuff that hey, E1 had a part of. But at the same time, though, that dude spent like 200 and something, like million, whatever. You don't think that man knows that he's going to probably make that back in the next two, three years? And that, uh, talking about the death row catalog. Chronic, Dog Pound, Snoop Dogg. And you know what's crazy to me? Because out of what they sold, because they sold something else saying that they only got $385 million. I know one of y'all rich-ass motherfuckers could have bought that shit. That was that catalog and some other shit added on to it. You could have bought that. If I was a person with a bag, like, I would have just bought that. If I was Diddy, I would have bought that shit. Just to say I did it. <laughs> because I got the fucking money to do it. Yeah, Shug. We was beefing back then, but I own all y'all shit, bro. Man, but look at what Michael Jackson was doing with the Beatles catalog. It's like make the bad. Look, I just, uh, matter of fact, one of the, the homies, shout out to Josh Fox. Uh, happy belated. He had his birthday the other day. He made the beat for Ethnic and Shamor. And, um, bro, so soon as, like, he, they, you know, I put out about me getting Jack Dorsey, and that was kind of close to when uh, Square acquired, yeah. like, title. 
And he, he like, bro, I ain't no title on Prince's Masters. I was like, whoa. Damn. So that's instantly, I'm finna bring that up. That's, that's one thing I already thought of. I'm like, because I don't even know if they know that type shit. Like, do y'all know y'all like square on like the masses or a majority of the masses for fucking Prince? I'm like, bro, you can't even find Prince music nowhere, bro. Like, y'all have the ability to put this. If it ain't on title, y'all can put it out. I realize title and have podcasts. They got less than 20 podcasts, all hip hop based. I'm finna find some type of pitch to make that happen. Why not? Like, why not? I slid in his DMs with that, too. I'm like, Tidal don't have podcasting, man. I'm like, podcast is huge right now. I'm like, you know how much revenue, streaming revenue, y'all get off of that on top of what they going to get? Like, if podcasts came through Tidal, people who got Tidal have to go use Apple or Spotify to listen to their podcast. Why not use the same thing in one area? Figure out how to get that shit on there. Do you guys get paid from Spotify and all that for your shows? Or how does uh, that even work? No, I mean... If I don't actually where you get to stream things from it, I get paid off the hit. Like anytime my show play, I get paid because of my theme song. That's registered. Okay. So I get paid twice actually because <laughs> I got to register twice. I got I had the beat just you registered on the show. Register. Yep. Got to keep the orders in Yeah, yeah, bro. I had the uh, the homie who made the beat. He had registered the beat on Distro Kid. He's like, bro, this is what you need to do. Sign up. Me and him split it fifty fifty, and then. When I got the official song made, I put that on DistroKid, so I get a portion of it. He get a portion of the dudes who rapped on it. Who uh, Who's your dream person to do an intro for your show? Because I can honestly say my dream person, my intro to my Out the Woodware show was done by King Ken Skinny Ken. He made an original thing for me. So Damn. for me to be able to say the person who put me on did a thing, uh, the intro for my, who's your dream? Man, I don't even know if that I wanted music wise. I don't know if I wanted music or something like have like uh, more more Morgan Freeman. No, if, I had, if I had talking, <laughs> if I had talking, it would be JB Smooth. Okay. If yeah. I had talking, it would be. I always say if I ever had a movie, somebody can narrate my life. I'll let JB Smooth do it. Okay. He is fucking hilarious to me. Like he's always been funny to me. But music wise, bro, because low key, I wanted to try to do like. Big like remix version of my song, and get some okay. people I know to write some verses to okay. it and make this a good three four minute song, okay. like and put it out. So I'm, I'm, I'm that's something I'm on the works. But now I can't, man. I don't even know, bro. I don't even know who I would. It's so many people I love to hear. And the one I got, shit, I got that shit back in forty minutes. As soon as they said it, I put the I put the contest in. Y'all ain't like, man anybody. I send you the beat if you with it. The homie who did a shout out to uh, Maurice, shout out to DeAndre Barnes. They was like, he slid in my inbox like, bro, send me the beat. You gonna pick the one I did? I'll have it back to you in an hour. I got that motherfucker back in forty five minutes, and it was the one I fucked with. <laughs> and if you listen, I got the talking at the end. Now it's a set one. My first eight episodes, they changed it. Oh, okay. so it was a dead one. They was recording a different one every time and said that they sent me four at a time for the whole month. Just four. And I, I ain't even asked for that part. And it was supposed to be just that's him. That's real worth. No, nah, okay. bro. He was like, it was supposed to be just him. But his homeboy was walking past. And he's like, damn, I fucks with it. I want to get on there. But he ain't doing his rapping. He made a whole, he had like a little studio moniker called Political Cuz. And he's like, bro, I'm going to do that. <laughs> and then, bro, so he did, he did that shit. So that's the part. That's why he got the little dude sound like, like an old, old L.A. crip at the end talking. 
Yeah, bro. It, it was just a hella dope concept in it all. That's why I fucked with social media. All the people that may have some parts in that, I've never met person. Never met in person. None of that shit. It's straight to social though. media, bro. Hey, some people, yeah, people know how, if you know how to use social media in the right way, man. That's all it is, bro. Using it in the correct manner to get with, that's why I just shout, shout out to the homie Valencia. She one of the coldest marketers I know as far as for her brand. Like, she'll never put out no. I'll be like, bro, your content always fire. Like, she just know how to perfect, like, she done figured out the algorithm system. That's what to it's a too. And that's what I'm trying to learn now. That's, and that shit's so hard because I'm like, man, I hate how they fucked up social media. I was just telling somebody that today. I hate scrolling Instagram, seeing something for six days ago, right under something that was just posted 30 minutes ago. Yeah. I'm like, when that shit was in chronological order, I fucked with it. Because it, it made more sense to me. I could refresh and I'll just scroll through this bitch for the next hour if I'm trying to get back that far. Yes. Or I go to that page. Because I put up, I put up my, uh, my April Fool's thing where I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I got to retire from music, y'all. And I have people asking me days later, they're like, man, I just saw you were retiring from music. What's going on? I was like, that was April Fool's. I posted that well, you April forgot. first. <laughs> you better forget what the fuck you was talking about. You're like, what you talking about? <laughs> you right. You right. It was a joke, y'all. And I remember seeing right. that. I was like, damn, bro. I was like, and the crazy part is somebody got me like a motherfucker. <laughs> Listen, shout out to the homie who be, I be rocking his merch all the time. Uh, Trinil, ducking bad vibes on Kale. He sent me a text message, bro. And me being, I'm, at, I'm about to walk into the skating rink at the crib, and I didn't click on the text message. All you, cause you know, how you could read it, just part of it. Yeah. And all I see was, damn, bro, did you mean to post them nudes on your story? And I fucking panicked because I'm thinking I knew it was my. I'm like the only news that's right there on my phone that would have been close would have been my girls. I was like, oh, I'm talking about. And then what made it worse was she. It was his text message. Then I had an unread one from her, which it was a screenshot of something <laughs> that she was in, but I can only see but the you top. Can't see, yeah. I can see her neck up from the screenshot, so I'm like, she don't fucking seen it. And the screenshot the shit, but I'm like, she ain't called me. I'm like, is it happening that quick, bro? I went on every social media page I fucking had that I knew he followed me on to the point where I called his ass. I'm like, bro, bro, what fucking page is that shit on? Where did you fucking see this shit? He just started dying laughing. He's like, my, my he's like, bro, you ain't click. He's like, you ain't click on the whole text message, did you? I'm like, bro, what the fuck is you talking about? Fuck all of that. Where he's like, click the message. I click it at the bottom. I was like, chill out. This is our April Fool's prank, bro. My heart. I almost went home. I ain't even want to skate no more. Like my heart dropped. <laughs> my stomach was hurting. I was sick as fuck because I'm just like, oh no, I didn't put this girl. Oh, well, then on the, my social media the horrible message. thing was so. The actual post for the joke <laughs> got a whole bunch of likes and everything. Then when I posted about the song, like I did I did the joke to hype up the song. I was like, all right, I'm going to hype this up. Like everybody's going to think I'm going to retire it. Then I'm going to drop Then I'm going to release a new song. So I did that for Elevate. I dropped the tra- uh, the trailer for Elevate and the, the cover for Elevate. And it got less likes bro, than the damn post. I was bro. like, are you kidding that me? Be fucking shit, I'll be lying. If I post a regular picture, I get it. A picture of me, I get it. 200 likes. But if I post something for the show, it ain't nobody see the shit. And I don't want to tag. I hate that tagging motherfucker shit. Yeah. If I can avoid it, I try my best not to do that shit. Man, look. My Facebook was popping. It always, like, it's popping. But 
They threw me in jail within the last like eighty days, ninety days, sixty days, man. It's like completely like just wiped the whole. I had a ninety day. So it's like I gotta start all over. I did a ninety day bid from groups because I was sharing my like my all my content when I first started ethnic and more. Sharing the motherfuckers to groups. Motherfuckers were spam. I'm like, bro, why not just delete me from the fucking group? (laughs) Because half of y'all and probably 95% of y'all groups don't get paid from them bitches or don't monetize from it in some shape, form, or fashion. So you doing all this just to get mad at me. And I bro, that shit blew the fuck out of me. My artist page got fucked over because of a group where it's like it was a show that I was supposed to be on that I wasn't even on anymore. And I guess somebody else posted something in the group. I actually left the group. I wasn't even in the group anymore. But because I had been in the group, the group got shut down. And then my artist page got like a 30-day ban. And I was like, so you're fucking up my numbers now. And I'm not even in this group anymore. Listen, Facebook. And it's crazy. I've been wilding on Facebook for a fucking year. And surprisingly... I have all this is I got the same Facebook page since 2007 2006 never made another one none of that shit I just changed the email address and I'm like I don't know I just got two weeks ago I got a three day ban that shit happened the day of the show and all because I called a bot page a hoe it wasn't even a real page. She hopped on one of the homegirl pages like oh <laughs> click this thing and you won I'm like you ain't giving out no prizes hoe instant Got my ass. I'm like, bro, what the fuck? And I should have deleted the comment. Me being a dick I am, I pushed the ignore button when they ch- popped it up for me. Man, fuck y'all. I should have deleted the shit. I'm like, man, y'all are wild, bro. And I, listen, when I did the appeal, I talked so fucking bad to Facebook in that appeal message that I wrote. Oh, I wrote all type of shit. Um, I called him everything but a whole bunch of curse words. I'm like, and I'm going to have a fucking interview with goddamn Jack Dorsey. And I was going to do it on your fucking platform. <laughs> Fuck y'all. I'm going to do that shit on Twitter where he on that shit at. <laughs> Bro, I was talking reckless. Facebook, man. Facebook. Fuck Facebook, man. But they going to get their shit together. But look, y'all. I give y'all shout out, man. Like I said, I always shout out y'all ashy asses. Make sure y'all tune in with us every week. MyCityMyMusic.com. EthnicIsYourMore.com BudTalkSTL Backslash EthnicIsYourMore You can listen on Spreaker uh, You can listen on Apple Podcasts Spotify iHeart Google Podcasts And about 20 other ones That I have no idea But across the waters They be listening on them somehow So that's all that matters to me And I know I'm on there Because once I found out the list I sat up all night and checked And if I wasn't on there I put my uh, RSS feed So that I was on there So I know for a fact I'm on at least 26 platforms You can count them up If you want to that's a, uh, lot of, that's a lot of platforms. Bro, that's a lot. That's a lot. And that's, that's <laughs> shout out to Spreaker. Because Spreaker, bro, Spreaker, the main platform, that shit pushed it out. And then I did a I did a free podcasting like webinar one time. And I, I can't remember the the um, the website she gave me. But she's like, you look up this website, type in your, you'll know if your podcast legit. Because you should be able to search it. It's going to pull up every platform your podcast is on. And lo and behold, I found that shit. I clicked on the thing. It was shit I had never heard of these platforms. And actually, I'm on more than that because it's apps I'll be coming across on uh, Instagram. Black podcast apps. I'm on a Missouri podcast app. I'm on two, three black podcasting apps like where I just had them upload my shit on there. And so make sure y'all look out for shit, especially if you do podcasts. Bro, it's a lot of people that have platforms to try to generalize us that other people look into. 
So I should, I'm working on one with a dude at Square. He got an um, app called Empire News, Empower News. I'm supposed to have Ethnic and Shamora on there once they figure out podcasting. Like, get your, pla- get your platform out by any means necessary for real. Like, it don't be that hard. It's just you got to put the time in to do it. But really, once you put the time in in the beginning, the rest of the shit just happened. Now, all I got to do is, re- I mean, since the beginning, since I did it like this, I just got to press play and press stop. Once I stop, before I walk out that, but hell, before I stop and turn up and say, Tweezy, can you take a picture? All my shit is on all of them platforms. Upload. As soon as I end this live, so that's that's mm. the beauty of it, and that's that's clutch because mm. it ain't too many shit that like my it took like the first five once the it took like the first five before they uploaded you, but after that, I was on there, never had to worry about that shit. That should be on there, like my and speaking of, I got one on there. It should be two of these of the same episode. Somehow I hit something while I was playing my theme song, and the whole motherfucking program shut down. So yeah, I think I actually, I probably moved the mouse, and it's probably on the X button, and I ain't peeping. So that's gonna be what I need to get deleted. It's like it should only be like thirty seconds to it for real, because he cut out during the uh, the theme song. Hey, how do you pronounce your name, player? Alzier. Alzier. No, I got you, bro. I got you. But look, man, I want to give a. Uh, we just got a little far. We get the rambling and shit, man. Every time I get here with bro, me and bro get the rambling. That, that's how you know you have good combos, man. You just it's a lot of shit that be going on, man. You just gotta talk their talk. I like people that can talk. A lot of people come on here and they be like, yeah. Oh, oh, hey, man, what the what? fuck you looking at me crazy for <laughs> Dude, I had my, my radio show. I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting here like asking these people like questions where it's like, right, I'm about to get at least you know, three, four minute answer out of this guy. It was cool. <laughs> that should be killer, and those would be horrible to watch too. It's like, oh, bro. I'm sitting they make you cringe watching shit. I hate right. watching famous people do. I'm like, Bro, he asked you a pretty good question. You gave that motherfucker three words. That's all you had, yo. Did your and I don't even sometimes I be telling. I look at the person. I'm like, bro, you a hood nigga, so I get it. I blame your your rep. Yeah. Cause they're supposed to get you together. That's why you hired them to prepare you for shit like that. Right. It ain't that hard to it, talk, it, man. It was cool. <laughs> and then they be quiet as hell. I'm like, hey, talk, talking to the mic. You be rapping loud as hell, but now you can you get in front of another microphone, and, and it's a whole different. Right, you missed the too cool. I'll tell people, get your cool ass on, man. Talk to the goddamn mic. Right, they get. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I'll be like, I'll pause and shit, look at him, like, all right. Hey, you a fresh face to me, man. Yeah, so. Yeah, man. Talk, talk, talk to me, man. Talk to me. I want to know about your music. All right, uh, let's see. I started rapping Ooh. when I was like 12 years old, is when I first started making music. Um, then. Ooh. As I was saying to him earlier, I graduated high school in 2015 and went to Mizzou for a little bit. And so while I was at Mizzou, I met uh, I met my boy Egomaniac. I've done a few songs with him. And while I was Egomaniac, Egomaniac, Eagle or Ego, ego. Okay. like uh, get out your ego, man. <laughs> no, but uh, so he and I did a few songs. Or like I met him, and he had like this setup in his dorm, and um. Them were the days. Right, right. <laughs> he had this set up in his dorm and everything and with like FL Studio and uh he was like, Oh, you make musical? Come on over and like let's put some stuff down. So I put down a whole what I called a mixtape back then. Shit ain't nothing now. But uh I put down like a mixtape, um, a whole bunch of remixes of some old songs and 
that was like the first project that I actually recorded and put out music out there. And so then we did that for my freshman year, my sophomore year. And um, yeah, then I had to leave Mizzou due to some financial stuff that got expensive as hell. Well, that Mizzou shit expensive is as a motherfucker. Expensive. So I went, to, I went to school down the street, bro, so I'm hip. It was 24000 for uh, one yeah, year. So, yeah, bro, that shit is bad, bro. That shit so, crazy. I had, to, I had to stop that. So then after I stopped Mizzou, that was like 2017, um, I lost my contact, you know, because he was still going to Mizzou. Um, and it's like that was two hours away. So I started, I just dove straight in, was doing, you know, 40-plus hours at work. And finally... And late 2018, beginning of 2019, I was like, fuck this. I got to get back to music. Like, I have all these songs that I've, like, written, but I don't have anywhere to record them. So I typed into the computer on break at work. I was like, where is a studio near me? And it popped up that there was a studio. It said 50 feet away. On the other side of the building that I worked at was a studio. And so I was like, shit. That's destiny. Right. That that was destiny for me. So um, I I ended up like, all right, cool. I, I also didn't have a car at the time. I had gotten in a car accident, so I didn't have a car. So I was like, that's even, even better. So it started to be, you know, on my break or something or after work, I would just schedule time with uh, Timothy. Shout out Timothy McGimsey. Who is Timothy? That's my boy. Um. And so I went and recorded my whole first project, AMBU, at, uh, at his studios. And then it just went on from there. I uh, ended up getting shows and creating more music. So look, bro, you said you was doing music since you started kind of around like at 12. What yep. got you into creating music <laughs> then? So what got me into making music is... Um, I who so it's I love anime so anime is like one of my top loves and so when I was younger I would watch you know anime music videos on YouTube it was like the dawn of YouTube so I would watch like music videos with some of my uh, favorite anime um, and they would have all these artists that my parents wouldn't let me listen to aka Jay-Z um so it started with Jay-Z, and then my dad has this entire wall, like this bookshelf with CDs across the entire wall, every fucking genre you can think of. Um, and so I was like, I bet he has a Jay-Z CD. And I was like, I'm going to listen to it. So they, they would go um, grocery shopping, and when they went grocery shopping, I snuck downstairs, looked along the wall, found the Jay-Z CD, started listening to the Jay-Z um, started doing that with Kanye West. I did some 50 Cent, Eminem. And so that's how I got into rap in general. And then I was like, I'm going to do this too. Because I had already been writing stories. Okay. And um, had made some music. My dad used to have me like freestyle songs. Like he'd play a beat because he was a DJ. So he would play a beat and just have me like freestyle a song. Um, so then I was like, I'm going to start writing my own songs. Hmm? I got that one coming up. And so yeah, I started writing my own songs, and the first one I did was actually uh, 
I did a remix to Young Jeezy's Put On. Okay. And I based my verse off of Jay-Z's remix verse. Okay. So that was the first song that I ever, like, made and did a verse to. So, look, what goes into your creative process when you're making a song? So, a lot kind of goes into it. Um, I want to create music that, like, gives this larger-than-life feel. Like, um, And so that makes it, makes it difficult... But also interesting, you know, my music, I like to think a lot of my songs are unique. And I bet a lot of people say that, you know, like, oh, yeah, I create unique music. But like I, I go for, as I said, a larger than life feel, um, something creative. I don't want to just create like a simple song with a simple hook mm-hmm. that you can throw out there. I've done that before and it worked well, but that wasn't like my favorite song that I did. And it wasn't enjoyable to me. So Ice Cube didn't like uh, Good Day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Look how big that song is, man. Sometimes it ain't what you like. Yeah, sometimes you just got to put it out. Right? And that's what I've done. I've done a few like that because I'm like, all right. When I create my, my projects, I'm like, all right. Half of it is going to be stuff that I want to do. Like my intro and outro are my big songs. They're going to be like the big creative process songs. And then the middle is going to be like a mixture of like that creative process and stuff that I think will actually sell to a crowd. Um, and so, yeah, you know, I I find beats or music that I like um, or stuff that people send me. And then I actually I do the majority of my writing on the treadmill. I go to the gym. I got to get the workout in. So I go to the gym, treadmill. get on the treadmill, walk for like an hour and just start writing the song on there. It works great. Because the first time I did it, I was like, man, I bet if I That's if the first I time I've walking, ever heard it. Nobody got they bold. Right. I've never heard that like that either. I was like, I bet if I start walking, you know, I'll get the gears going in my head. And it started working. I started writing really good songs that way. Um, I remember when quarantine, actually this time, a year ago, when quarantine first started, I did a song with Nando STL. Yeah, we're looking at the video right yep, now. Yep, yep. And so I did the song with Nando STL, and I was like, I got to write some hot shit for this song. And so, but all the gyms were closed, so I just started walking around my neighborhood all day. Like, I'd walk around my neighborhood for, like, hours, write a verse. Be like, I don't like that. Next day, walk around the neighborhood, write another verse. It's like, I don't like that. Did Did it again for, like, the third day. Sent the verse to him. I was like, what you think about this? He called me later that night. He was like, I fucks with this. Let's do this. I can believe that one, bro. Look, something about exercising, get your brain going. Because right. my idea for the show came up while I was skating. And to the point where I stopped skating, left the skating rink and hopped on Facebook. I'm like, hey, y'all, if I make a show called Ethnic Issue More, <laughs> would y'all watch it? That's how the show started. Me posting that shit on Facebook. If I make a show called Ethnic Issue More, would y'all watch it? My shit flooded. I was hoping. I'm like, bro, I'm down there. But don't fuck this time. <laughs> My shit flooded. Yeah, yeah, we'll watch you on show, bro. We've been saying we'll fuck with you. We'll fuck with you. I was like, all right, next day. I'm thinking majority of my followers are skaters. So I was like, all right. I know a day St. Louis ain't got sessions. I don't really be hearing about, I don't ever see people talking about they going skating on these days and other cities too often. I'm like, all right, Wednesday or Thursday, these times. Did Wednesday, 9 o'clock. Cool for us. I used to get out of that crate and barrel. I work because I worked on at home for live chat. I would clock out, 
sooner than 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock, I'll crane bro, press play on my fucking phone. And that shit is just crazy that you said it from walking because you know, you, I done had so many great ideas, bro, from just going. Anytime I need to clear my mind, I go skating. Yeah. Because that shit put me in the point where you just like, you so focused on whatever you thinking about at that moment, that's all you focused on, bro. I, I zone, you a zone out. So I could see you being like, so are you, like, are you, do you write it once you, like, you go walk around for an hour, go to the crib and be like, all right, this is what I thought. Or you kind of walking, rapping it a little bit, like jotting it down in the phone type shit. Uh, I walk and jot. So, okay. like, if I'm at the gym, I'll do, like, I'll do a mile running to actually get the exercise in. And then after that, I'll, like, put it put it on an incline, bring the speed down to, like, three or something, and then just have the instrumental playing and see what I get from there. I know people think I'm crazy because they seem like I'm in the gym, like, just going at it, rapping my shit. Bro. That's dope. I think that's hella dope for real. So, you go to college for graphic design as well. Yes. Do you enjoy making music more or doing the graphic design? Music more. Okay. Music uh, Music was my first love. I, the very... So, the very first song, I guess I could say I made, was like five or six. As I said, my dad was a DJ. Okay. He threw on an instrumental one time and gave me a mic and he was like, sing something. I was five or six years old. He loves to show this song to whenever I bring a girl around. Because it's embarrassing. Oh, he still out. got it. He Recorded still it. has it. He I'm, still has I'm it. I'm like, hey, yo, fam, you gonna have to get rid of that. Right. When I get on, he loves I'm talking about that song. Write that out because you got me fucked up, though. He's like, I'm gonna play it at your wedding. I'm like, oh, come on, fuck out. That's fucked up. Right. That's funny. I can't wait but, to uh, do that to my daughter. No keto. If I was you, I would use it as a marketing tool. I think I am one day. I'm Why gonna not? use it. Yeah, I love seeing people find they like dope ass baby pictures and use them as album covers. Right. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, bro, that'll be that'll, low key, bro. That'll fuck around and work. Figure right. out low key, listen to it, figure out what you was rapping. You, you now you know how to structure your bars and shit for yeah. real. Listen to that while I fucking tweak it a little, make a whole song from that shit, bro. <laughs> that'll be dope. But uh, yeah, yeah. So, but for sure, yeah, music is first because as I said five or six years old um i actually got to college when i went to college i was undecided i didn't know what i wanted to do okay um and at mizzou i joined their digital story program which is like it's basically photoshop you know audio digital all that stuff and so i got i started to get good at shooting videos but as i said i had to drop out of mizzou um so now where i go um they don't have that same program so I kind of shifted more to the other side like the Photoshop side and all of that graphic design side which is where I started really getting good and so 90% of my covers are made by me the only I think the only ones that aren't a lot of money doing that yes yes the only ones that aren't are black ops and just call, and they're made by Rab So Petty. Shout out to Rab. Shout that's out who to did Rab. my motherfucking EP. That's who did my media kit. Yep. Yeah, Rab called with it. So I mean, bro, like, what's what's next for you? So, who? I guess that's where I can advertise this. Yeah. I got a a concert May first. I'm opening for Nike Turbo. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Try. Okay. Man, bro, he's been supposed to come on here, but. He, <laughs> He'll agree to it, and then you send him an email about booking. 
I'll never hear from his ass again. I'm like, come on, bro. <laughs> hey, you know what I like about Nike? And that's a good person to be doing a show with. Especially, I'm gonna try to come especially ain't nobody, he ain't, ain't nobody got to perform. Ain't nobody got to perform in like a year. Right. But I'll never forget the first time I saw Nike's Herbert <laughs> show. When I mean, hype, when I mean the whole place, like we were at a spot next to Del Mar. Uh, oh. No, the pageant next to the pageant, the little spot that's next to the pageant. I forgot Dunmore Hall, I think it's called or some shit. But uh, anyway, there was a good like 400, 500 people in there, kind of you know spread out. You know, people do. Me, he hit the stage. I'm talking. It was like, damn. He got good energy. He, I like somebody saw it. I'm just, I'm like, I like somebody with good energy. If you could turn the crowd up, then then you. So that's that's fire, bro. I'll, I'll stay right around the corner from Pops. So I gotta look at my schedule, but I'll right. I'm like really happy with the shows that I got. How they come about? Um, <laughs> oh, that is a funny story. So the way that came about is I was supposed to be last year around this same time. I was supposed to be on Big Lou's show, which was, what was it called? Oh, it was his I Got Jim show. I was supposed to be on that. Um, and so that kept getting pushed back, pushed back, pushed back, pushed back, canceled over and over. Um, and then they finally rescheduled it again. And when they rescheduled it again, they had most of the same lineup, but didn't have me on it. And I found out because Rab sent the picture to the group of the new lineup. And he was like, Hey, weren't you on this? And I was like, yeah, I was. He's like, so what's going on? <laughs> so I, I talked to Big Lou and I talked to uh, Frost and I was like, yo, what happened? And they're like, oh, you know, due to COVID, we had to cut some of the acts off of it. So I wasn't the only one. Um, and so they cut off some of the acts and Frost was like, I got you. You know, I want to make this right. I got you. So he was like, yeah. Hey, Frost is like out of a lot of new faces that I've come across. I heard he's a solid dude. Yeah. Frost is cool. I like him. Yeah, he so, he actually doing. I think he's doing St. Louis hip hop scene a great service to be able to get venues like Pops. Yeah, to do the shows. And so he was like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna get you on a big show that fits you better." And so he was like, "You're already on it. You don't got to worry about it." And so he just was like, "All right, this is the show that I was talking about. You're on it." So I'm like, "Bet." So I got. Nike Turbo for May 1st, and then I had started this year, um, January 2nd, I did EJ Carter. And so, I've really... I've just seen his name. I don't, I've never heard of him. You could do. I'm, I'm, I just saw his name on Facebook today, or... Really? Like, I'm, I'm, I'll put it like this. I was hearing about him for a good year, two years, until I, until I actually came across him. Just no different than, you know, boom, added him on Facebook. We just watched how he conducted himself. And dude, solid, met yeah, him in cool. person. Like, he cool. Like, he makes some cool music, too. That's what's up. Kn- the one thing I like about him, he's one of the few independent artists that actually understand it. Yes. Like, he understands it. That's what's up, bro. So, I mean, bro, where can our listeners and viewers, you know, where can they hear your music? If they want to get some graphic design work, where can they find <laughs> you at? All of that. So they can find my music anywhere on uh, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, 
um, YouTube, all of that under J Alzier, J A Y A L Z I E R. Um, for my graphic design work, they can hit me up directly, or I have a Fiverr for it. Okay. Um, so if you can find me on Fiverr under the same thing, J Alzier, um, I do that. Pal, Tap follow. We're gonna go on a quick commercial break and I'm gonna drop that. So man, go introduce your song for the people, give them the name and you know, This is my that. song Just Call featuring Nando STL. Let's go. She said, why you always mad at me? You never got time for me. Why do I always feel like I'm talking to the wall? She never read the writing on it. Cause I've been painting vivid pictures and hoping that she would get it. Mentally, I've been finished, but physically, I'm still in it. Been praying for premonitions. I'm not even that religious. I'm not even really tripping. So why she's still in my visions a few months after I quit it? Girl, I am mad at it. my fault that we split and I'm living with my decisions. I really feel like I'm in it. I really could have been different. I really ain't trying to listen for ways that we could have fixed it. But uh, I lost the feeling of love. I wasn't given enough. I was living it up. But you were living it all. I just want you to come. I just want you to come. I just want you to call me I admit it's my phone I admit it's my phone I just want you to call me Please let me make it right I just want you to call I just want you to Like a hypocrite, cause I got fears of abandonment And now I'm fucking up your life in the way that you planning it I'm way too bad at handling all of this romantic shit Cause when I wear my heart, I'ma see if I feel what you can see in it This shit be bleeding, I feel like I'm hemophilic I feel like this is the reason I can never open up easy No matter the season, my heart is frozen shut And it'll never be open But then you got that warm heart that knows home When you're next to me, eyes all gone Standing in a puddle that I might drown Water comes all around I keep going down Six feet below ground I gotta lay in this bed now Karma comes back around I just want you to call I just want you to call I just want you to call me I admit it's my fault I admit it's my fault I just want you to call me Please let me make it right 
I just want you to But don't blame me, blame the dream, baby Cause after all, we both know When I was less important, I was more involved Tails was bald, Lincoln was square But the top was down I stood tall like Lincoln's hat Now I'm the top around You gave me praise, you compliment me When I be rapping, them accolades Ain't mean me nothing, I need it grand I'm networking, my net's working I call the dollar, I got my circles Inside they circles and bought us All these, all these cars, all these hundreds I keep spending all this tricking on these women these so-called so-called bad decisions is the only reason i keep winning i'm the man gotta lick up on the competition they do tiny dance to me i want you to dance with me you steady playing with me i'm steady calling and they steady saying to me saying to me i just want you to call when i'm gone i just want you That's my dog, man. I watch man. That's vibe. Like, who did the production? The production is by Pilot Kid on Beat Stars. Okay. Yeah, it's a fire song, bro. I fucks with. It. I fucks with the video. I fucks with Nando Heavy since first time I heard of him, but I fucked with both of them songs. Like, I finally got the chance to sit down and listen. I do it when I try to create the create the show because I always tell people my whole goal is not to be playing as much mainstream music. I would prefer to, because I felt like my, I had in my mind my platform was going somewhere. My goal is to get this syndicated somehow. I would love to be it on like Sirius Satellite because I curse still. Then they don't care on there. <laughs> but if you make it real radio type shit, I feel like I'm more meant for Sirius Satellite because I'm a podcast as well as a radio show. I would love to get this shit on there because I can still do me, and that right. shit don't get to the masses. Like so, if y'all listening, which I probably y'all ain't, check in. Fuck with me, man. I'm the next thing up. I'm trying to tell y'all, man. Okay. Facts. So, look. I skipped a couple things, man. I'm going to read over there right quick. Uh, my numerology corner. Y'all know I try to talk about the number we on episode 65. I'm getting real close. That's crazy because the last, I counted all the weeks up to all my episodes. The last week of the year, December, the last Wednesday of the year is December 27th. It's my 100th episode. Mm. Coincidence. So, my goal, since I know this can go remote, I'm gonna try to find something for that. And we make my last ep- the last episode of the year is my hundredth episode, mm. December twenty seventh. Mm. So I'm gonna try to find a I'm gonna try to find somewhere we can do that one remote and, and make that a little, a little you dig. Depends on how COVID moving and shit moving around and get some tickets sold for that. Get folks to come fuck with it. I, pe- I feel like I got enough people that'll come. Watch ethnic issue more in person, especially if I could get somewhere where you can like order you some food and eat yep. and kick it. Like I've been seeing a lot of people doing something. shows at a place called uh, some off Prime Fifty Five. It ain't Prime Fifty Five, but it's off Fifty Five, something like that. Highway Fifty. I don't know, but I gotta look it up. But I've been seeing people doing shows there. Uh, shout out to the Cognac Corner. Uh, shout out to the Pure Fuckery. 
That's what I've seen doing this. So I'm looking to, to see places. But if I find a place where you can sit down and eat you some food and we can set up and make that a real special type of episode, that'll be lit. That'll be lit, bro. So I'm, I'm going to make that happen. I said I was going to do it for 50, but I ain't really... I didn't really do shit. I was like, nah, <laughs> man. I think hunting be better. I'll be more back. I feel like in December, by that time, I won't be working. This is what I'll be doing. Um, now I'm getting booked. Like I do vendor events. Shout out to the homie Claire. Uh, like for all her vendor expos, okay. Ethnic Ishmael is a part of that. So the first one I did was back in January, where I interview all the vendors. I'm gonna do it again May 16th. Uh, I just wrote all my shit out today, all that shit for it. But then there's gonna be some. She got some bigger ones. Where it's like I'm just recording, like going live, talking to people, all type of shit. So I'm trying to move into that media personality space where it's just like, yeah, you get, you got the personality for it. I'm, I'm on it. Bro. That's been my goal, bro. Once I realized I could do this, I knew that's that I ain't one shit else I was trying to do. So I don't see nothing else. Like I've never seen it. I'm on my whole life. People are like, what you want to do? I'm like, I'm like, I don't know, bro. But I'm damn damn well. I can't work on nine to five. I don't think that's for me. I got too much talent to be sitting at somebody that's containing it. And I'll be having so much other shit to do. Where if I had them same eight to nine hours that I was applying right. somebody else to myself. Right. I'd be fucking moving and grooving. It's like you got to find, I'd rather find little side hustles to keep my bread going versus sitting up in there and the crazy was not because I, I love my job I think my job is a dope place benefits are amazing it's a wonderful company very progressive all of that shit but it's not you it's not and it's like bro I got so much I could be doing to the point where it's just like y'all just give me the chance to do that shit then I'm gonna take this bitch off like I done moved a lot I sit back sometimes and I be like man I ain't did shit I be feeling I be kicking myself I'm like bro I ain't did shit then I be like hold on Let's count up kind of everything you did. Write that shit down. I'll be like, nah, bro. You just kind of made some motherfucking moves in a small amount of time. My first ever episode was February. But no, not February. That was this. Damn, I said my music, February 5th. But ever. May 15th, 2019. On Facebook Live. So, I'm like, eventually somebody's going to put this on. It's going to either go on serious or go on revoke. One of the two. With that? Yeah. I think society is in like a really interesting place right now where a lot of people are like feeling the burnout from the nine to five, you know, they want to, they want to move on to something else. And I think COVID really brought that out in people. It really emphasized that burnout. Not that only, and it's no way makes you more burnt out. Home is supposed to be a place where you get away from work. Yeah. Where you burnt out. Working at home. Working at home, yeah. All you can do is just leave out that room and go into the room. You lay down, but it's like, bro, I'm still at work. But I'm at the crib. I can lay down for an hour, but I got to get up and go back to work. Like, it, that shit gets tiring. And it's just the people be like, oh, you work from home. Why you get tired? I'm like, bro, just because you work from home, still at home. Shoot, work, I, learned, I learned that doing school from home. Like, just oh, listen, sitting oh, in oh, front of the camera shit. and Zoom for like, I have like studio classes that go for three hours. You're supposed to be in class working in a studio for That's three hours. A long fucking time it's to be standing time. in front of a camera, bro. And it's like, bro, I'm sitting in my fucking room while I can't go to sleep. Oh, because I'm sitting here actually doing something for real, but I'm at my house. And to be lectured for, <laughs> for three hours. <laughs> That's how, if this, how right. you gotta look at it. Like, bro, this motherfuckers be tip, bro. I'll turn that camera off quick. I'll be doing, I'll be doing meetings. Sometimes you just gotta know how to listen. I'll listen to meetings where I ain't gotta interact. I'm trying to get housework done at the same time. I'll bring yep. the computer to me. 
turn the speaker up or hook it up to a speaker loud as hell so I can hear it. Clean my kitchen up and say, I got 30 minutes. I can knock out the kitchen, cook my child some food because he do virtual school. Because shit, I feel like it don't be no point to take him to school. My son, like today, he got done with school at like motherfucking 1 o'clock. 12.50, like 12 51 o'clock. He was he's like, we done. I got a little bit of homework and then I'm cool. And I was like, bro, you used to go to school at 3.15. <laughs> Before the pandemic, you go to school three fifteen. Now at maximum, even if it went out, of t- he had to go to school for a week for testing. They was there till he. They end at two fifteen, and it's like now nah, I'm like y'all cut out a whole hour. So clearly, I realized they ain't need to be in school that long. And after this, my son still has my son been on high on a roll the entire. He's been doing virtual since they started doing it last year. Perfectly, it don't phase him. His grades ain't dropped. He's he high on a roll straight at it. Yeah. Like bro, if I don't gotta ever take your ass back to school, I never will. For what? For what if they what they ain't doing? They be having mask break. He be in the crib. <laughs> I'll catch him in there. I'll look in the room. He be on his switch. I'm like, man, what your ass doing? Ain't you supposed to be in school? Well, they they doing a mask break. Well, you can stay your ass at home if you need to do a mask break. Like, the only thing you just eat more. You know, I be like, hey, I, I use your school stomach. Like, when you be at school, motherfucker, you don't be that. Hey, bro, it's crazy how kids don't be at school. Them the hungriest motherfuckers in the world. I'm like, hold on, fam. Use your school stomach. Because when you was at school, school stomach. you don't even eat. I'm like, I'll drop you off for breakfast. I know you ain't fucking with the shit with your little weird ass. You don't want to eat the shit. So you're probably not going to eat till lunch. And then you'll eat that shit if you want to. I'm like, bro, because you be managing. I know you don't be in the classroom falling out, none of that shit from being hungry, but you be at home snacking just because it's there because you're bored. You're like, I see what they serve you at lunch. They give you three chicken strips But my son, bro, my son, my son picky with the food, bro, and I get mad about it, but that's me. And so I can't get too mad. And it's like, bro, he not going to eat, the, he not going to fuck with 90% or whatever they make in that school unless that shit is the pizza. He like, bro, he don't eat they shit. Still got the, they still got the rectangle pieces. Yeah, bro, he be bashing that bitch, but it got a big pepperoni or he ain't fucking with it. I'm like, look, bro, we have to figure something out, dog. Because I'm like, your little bougie eating ass. I'm like, everything, what you, McDonald's. He wants shit like he cook shit, he'll try it, but he don't want it. I'm like, look, bro, I don't care if you starve. <laughs> like, you're not going to stress me out about eating. I'm not going to buy a billion pepperoni Jack's pizzas. I'll do four for the week, dog. Like he eat Jack's pizzas, pizza rolls. Like, bro, he just don't. He just don't care, bro. He don't want to eat nothing. It's just like, oh my god, this whole, the whole pandemic shit is just crazy. Shoot, it ruins my my schedule in a in a bad way too. Cause I'll get out of my class. I'm like, man, I just sat in that three hour class. I'm gonna order me some food. <laughs> yeah, bro, you got too much leeway. I'm like, bro, right. and then I'm fucking. I'm like, bro, you're not gonna tell me I need to sit right here. First of all, if I was in your class, I'd get up and go to do what I need to go do. But you definitely not gonna tell me to do that in my goddamn house. Like, bro, if I gotta get up, like, bro, I'm gonna lay down and do. Like, hey, people be laying there. You can't. Get, if I was a teacher, and we in the middle, bro, we halfway through the school semester, I will turn that camera on. First go to school, I see half of them kids laying down. I'm not even gonna fuck with y'all because I know you tired of this shit. Because I'm tired of talking to y'all through a fucking computer. Yep. Right. It's like, I'm at home and I got to talk to y'all motherfuckers. My girl, a teacher. And I, she be like, bruh, like, when they had to do the virtual shit, it was just like, half of some of her kids be virtual. Because I think Sean, which is my son, maybe three, it's maybe two other kids with him don't go to school too. And I just be like, I work from home, so there ain't no point. Like, because I have to leave in the middle of my lunch. To go pick you up from school. I hope my lunch is planned around your school. 
Like, I didn't go to work today, and I got to get so much shit done that I was behind on within two, three hours. I was like, this is why I don't need no job. <laughs> this is why I don't need no job. I got everything caught up for me. For me. Like, not nobody else. I ain't in here burnt out because of y'all shit. Because I got to stay up till 1, 2 in the morning to do my shit after work. You get off work, I need to, before you can work on you, you got to unwind. Yeah. That's another two hours of just laying around. Bro, I sit in front of my computer saying I need to work. They don't do shit. Because I'm just so tired of touching the computer. Yes. Right. Yes. But all my work that I need to do is on the computer. And it's like, bro, I'm tired, bro. It's like, how is this life? This ain't life. We ain't fucking born to be slaving for nobody to just not be happy. I watched my parents do it, still do it. My dad probably finna retire soon. My mom almost goes. It's just like, bro, it's crazy. I love that the pandemic made people, like you were saying, finally tap into it. Because a lot of people got laid off. A lot of people got fired. And it's just like, you got, if you got the unemployment and you fucked it over and you ain't make something happen with yourself, you tweet. And I'm not saying, you, I ain't going to tell you, oh, I need to go to start an LLC. I ain't going to tell you none of that shit. But at least make something shake of it. As long as you're going to write it. Because if they were to fire me and I got unemployment, I'll never go back to fucking work. Shoot, that's how... I made my whole career just skyrocket from the unemployment and stimulus check that I got. I don't fucking blame you. I still got some more stimulus. Look, bro, that <laughs> unemployment was given. It's a lot of people that was working places that was not making nowhere near because of that boost. Why would I go back to fucking find a job if I can get nine hundred to a thousand dollars a week? Right. But like y'all not really taxing it like shit, if any. And y'all don't care about it. I just get to get this bitch. I don't have to find a job. I can act like I can't get no job. They, it wasn't like no requirements. You need to fill out 10 apps, 10 apps a week. Make sure you get a job. It's just like, bro, when you get a job, you get off of it. And man, fuck y'all. I'm never going to go find a job. Because I make damn near a stack a week. I fucked it up because I was getting unemployment. And then I was like, all right, let me actually let me go get a job. So I got a job Tweak. for a week. Job. I got a job for a week. It fucked up my school schedule. It fucked up my money. It fucked everything up because then I got out of the job because I thought I was going back to my old job. I got out of the job. My old job didn't take me back, and now I no longer have the unemployment. Fucked what I would have did was looked at how much each one of them jobs paid me, how much money I was going to get after taxes per two weeks. If that ain't what two weeks of this unemployment money adding up to, Kiss my ass. As a matter of fact, if I'd have found it, the only way I would have went back to a job is if them two weeks would have gave me at least a stack to fifteen hundred more dollars each two weeks per what unemployment was giving me. Because why? If I'm only gonna get three four hundred, I can go do DoorDash and get three four hundred dollars. Right. And and eleven hours on DoorDash, I'd have made three hundred eighty dollars. So and that's untaxed until I got to pay it at the end of the year. Right. So if you mean to tell me you only gonna give me three hundred more. 300 more every two weeks in unemployment. Man, fuck y'all. I'll never go to work. Never. Until y'all stop doing this shit. That was the government. That's why you can't. I can't. People was mad. I'm like, you know, you mad because you ain't, can't get fired. Right. It's at the point now you got to You got to call somebody a bitch on the phone. For somebody <laughs> to fire you because like, you're going to have to do the worst of the worst because the unemployment and in Missouri, they could kind of fight it. But if I can prove that shit, I'm like, bro, we'll go, we'll go through it. Why not? Just let me get that shit. Let me live my best life. And, and, but I, and I'm going to straight capitalize off it. Right? You pay your bills, you take care of all that shit. Then, bro, this extra bread that you ain't had to work for, make that shit work for you. 
whether you invest the money, whether well, whatever you do, some of you ain't got to invest all of it, spend it, do it, but just make sure that by the end of the time this shit run out, shit go back to normal, it wasn't in vain. Make sure you got some of this motherfucking money. Make sure it wasn't in vain. It's just like, I ain't just kidding. Invest in Doge. Man, look, whatever you got to do, bro, I sure got him. Look, man, look. I be talking about it all the time. And it's moving. It's been moving. Yep. But it's been in the 30s. He, t- he put up one tweet. He was like, I'm the Doge father. That shit jumped. Listen. 10 cents. I mean, once my coins go back up, man, I got enough. I just need, if it hit $50, I got two hundred ninety k, $296,000. And I've had way more than I do now. But I'm like, if it make it, I'd have, I'd have counted the money. I'm like, look, let's say somebody figure out a cap it and I made it to where it make it where Bitcoin is in the next 10 years. Because the money, I got all my money I put in. That was my goal. Once it shot up, take all the money I put into this out. Yep. So now everything else, if it go all the way down, it ain't come out of my pocket. I got my bread back. I ain't mad because until you sell it, you don't lose your money until you sell it. So I'll sit on this bitch for the next 10, 20 years if I got to. But in the next 10, 20 years, that motherfucker decides to make it anywhere near Bitcoin is. I don't got to worry about shit else for the rest of my life. For the rest. I guarantee you, before the next 10, 20 years, I've been to figure that out anyway. Next three years, I'm going to be on TV. So I had a five-year plan. I'm a year and a half, almost two into that. How you know what my plan will be? Rob all you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this shit crazy. Like, and I'll, I'll talk about to other people about it, bro. Bitcoin, when I was in... Lincoln getting just random you random refund checks I was blowing back in 2009 2010 bro Bitcoin was at the where Dogecoin started boom, 8 cents had I just I could have took a thousand dollars of a refund check and figure this only thing about it back then was the craziness of a crypto wallet yeah, yeah, yeah. it ain't as easy as like right when crazy part Robinhood came out in 2015 so I mean Bitcoin what I think Bitcoin was still in the hundreds then even if I did it then, it took maybe two thousand, bought be maybe coins. bought like ten coins of that shit at three hundred dollars or whatever, Bruh, Then let that shit. And if you could let it sit, because you start seeing shit rise. Yeah, that's you the get point. Excited. You People get... be like, "Oh man, if I'd let it sit to them, I'm like, bro, how long would you would you have let it hit till sixty thousand mark, or would you have saw it around the thirty thousand mark been broke and be like, shit, I'm gonna pull this shit. Like me personally, take you. People don't know how to pull. You pull a little bit. I said if my dodge coin hit to the point where it made it to like. When it was running up crazy, and I didn't know what it was going to do. If it had made it to the 290000 mark $50 per coin, I'd have took out 100K of that bitch. 100K of it. Like, if it dropped from there, that's cool, but I got 100000 up out of this. Right. And I figure out the taxes to that shit, calculate that myself. I'm putting that to the side, because I'm going to have to pay it, because I ain't even going to worry about y'all with that shit. Cause that's too many thousands. Well, see, at the beginning of the pandemic, I got, I was like, all right, you know, let me put. Fifteen twenty dollars into Bitcoin. I forgot about. It. I forgot to put the money in. Um, in January, I just opened my cash app for the first time in like a while. I was like, "Oh, Bitcoin! I forgot about something." I was at like a hundred dollars, and I was like, "Oh shit, that shit quadrupled." Bro, the shit when I had, I put a hundred dollars, and I, I just be playing with the shit because I ain't know shit. I put shit because I hear shit, then I lose to a little bit. I'm like, oh, man, y'all got me fucked up. <laughs> I'm too broke. I ain't for the flex. Like I got it. Y'all be seeing these shows. Like, y'all hear the cash app? You burn out. My niggas ain't giving no money. Trust me, it's gonna come one day though. But it was like I didn't understand it, so I wasn't at the. It's so the shit so volatile. I'm like, bro, I ain't risk losing hella money. It's like going to the casino. Fan, yeah, look, that's what Illinois. We could bet on sports. That fan duel is a motherfucking and motherfucker. It gets me every fucking time. 
Like, but I don't won. I done bet a five dollar bet. You, if you could set up the right parlay, and that shit here, you could put ten dollars and come up a hundred thousand on the right parlay. It's just gonna be a crazy wild bet. And if that shit hits, by the grace of God, you up. And this shit is a. It ain't no. You gotta figure that shit is an instant deposit. I don't want. I done put a five dollar bet and won a hundred like thirty dollars on them. See, my 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 problem is uh. Blackjack. I'll go to the casino. Oh, Blackjack was my oh, I love Blackjack. It was my problem for a little bit. I had to stop it. I, every time I go, I, I double. Short amount of time, which is too much for me. Anything more than the dub is too much for me <laughs> at the casino because I shouldn't have. I ain't got no business in here to be losing my money in the first place. But I done been in that motherfucker also. I remember I was at the crib and I was coming back from Chicago and me and a homeboy stopped in Jolly Inn. And we see a casino off the highway. I'm like, bro, let's pull up. Yeah, I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm with Jolly, bro. We finna go ahead. And go in that motherfucker, he loses money. Like, man, I'm finna go buy the car and shit. I'm like, well, bro, I'm, I'm kind of, I ain't down too bad. Let me play a little more. They had a reach out for the day. It was me and this Chinese man sitting next to me. He looked at me, he's like, you ready to win? I'm like, shit, yeah. He's like, just ride with me. I'm like, all right. In the next 10 minutes, I won like $250. Mm. Fucking with dude, bro. I was just, he just, he look at me, he's like, bro, you don't want to do this. You know, I was like, listening to his ass, bro. Listen, we were just hitting, 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 bro. And I was just like, I got my money. I'm like, bro, let's get on the highway. All my money I spent that weekend, I made it back in 10 minutes. And damn, and that shit happened to me when I just went home the other day. Playing on some random slot. My homeboy was like, man, you trying to go to the casino? He dropped my cousin off at O'Hare. I'm like, not really. <laughs> but he like, man, you trying to go get a drink? I'm like, all right, man. I ain't been home lately. I'm like, fuck it, let's go, bro. We go get the drink. He buy me a drink and shit. I'm watching him shoot crap. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go walk around. Find a little slot I know be here. And I'm like, I got some, I got some cash. Like, I got twenty dollars to lose. I knew exactly I was gonna lose it. Got to the last one, hit some bonus in that bitch. That dollar ninety six I had left, turning them off. At one point it was three hundred eighty nine dollars. I left for like two hundred eighty eight. Oh boy, let me get my motherfucker money. I, I bought another drink. I'm like, man, let me get the fuck up out this bitch, bro. Everybody tells me their success stories with slots. I can, ne- I, you, my very it's first. The, it's the one you go to, bro. It's certain ones that you have to. What you have to do is walk around the casino, find the ones people staying around. Yeah. The ones people are trying to get to are the ones that are known to hit. Like at the Lumiere, it was a, a Willy Wonka one. That I would hit on, bro, because it had these certain type of bonus games you was trying to get. Yeah, yeah, you want the bonus games. Bro, and that motherfucker, I done put $20 in that I bitch. Damn, boy, no. I don't, bro, I don't either, bro. No, these motherfuckers. <laughs> FanDuel, if you ever want to bet on sports, you ever feel good, bro, just make you a FanDuel account. All you got to do is drive to Illinois, park in Illinois for a little bit, place your bets, slide back to the crib. Because you got to be on this side and go by GPS location. In Missouri, don't do sports bets. You just pull up in Illinois, place your bet, bro. And it's like you'll do some same game parlays, and you'll do. I don't bet. Damn, I don't bet. You can't do that in Missouri. Nope, Missouri don't got sports man. It's only like nine to ten states they got legal sports man. Michigan, uh, Colorado, Illinois, like Virginia. I think West Virginia, Tennessee, and some other random ones, bro. That man, they missing out on all, all money, money. Bro. And straight, I got Fanduel, I got DraftKings, but I don't bet on Fanduel. I bet I put fifty initially. I done lost all the money now, bro. <laughs> But my initial 50, though, I got back. Anything else after that was house money I was playing with. But I done got down to my last. I done had, like, my last 30. I bet $30 on Russell Westbrook in a triple-double. And that's that's uh, that's what I've been telling people, like, when I tell people about gambling. I was like, the way I do blackjack, I go with money in my left pocket. And 
I put anything I make goes in the right pocket. Once the left pocket's done, I still have the right pocket. Never play all that. First of all, the rule with betting, the rule with stocks, anything, never bet or put down anything you can't afford to lose. Because that's the worst thing seeing people complain about money they knew they shouldn't bet because they saw the hype of it. Yeah. Especially with the stock yeah. game. The, the hype of it, people put... Boards. Oh, that was the dumbest shit. Now, hella people was getting, and it's crazy because hella people was making bread. But I know a few You had to get it. Bread. I know hella people that was that done cashed out a few times, but it was like, you know what? If you don't got that $100 to potentially lose because I'm the type of nigga, I'll put, if I put the bread in, you're going to have to find the people, bro. I'm not finna sell this shit. I'm not a promoter. I, I bet you better see me post my shit. And I'm trying to get better at that. It's like, come on. Like, we got to figure that out. But hold on. I got to ask bro a few questions because we've been rambling and kicking it. We almost out this motherfucker. We all chilling, yeah, but we almost out of time. Unfortunately, y'all, you know how we do our thing. But look, bro, uh, what's been going on since the last time you came here, man? Y'all know I know, that was episode 42. You remember the number? Yeah. <laughs> Yankee Robinson. I remember. You're right. You're right. I remember you saying that. I remember Uh, I remember dude saying when I was like, I, I ain't picking a number. He was like, Jackie Robinson. Yep, I definitely remember that. Too, Jackie. Damn. That's crazy. I gotta remember mine. Just, just been doing what I've been supposed to be doing, you know. Consistency, yeah. like we were talking before, you know, just yeah. even what you're doing with the show. You Shout out to the bro Tweezy because he hella consistent on all his shit, man. Every time, like I like people that's consistent, bro. I ain't really real. I, bro, I was the most non-consistent person in the world before this show because I ain't know what I needed to put my consistency in. Right. I hadn't realized that you need to put just put it in life, but. You got to find something that you really care about to where it's like, man, where you could be, where you don't want to do it. And you're like, bro, get your ass up. You got to do that shit, bro. Hey, but you know what? I, li- I like the money that I make off it. <laughs> so. That's what it is, bro. I'm trying to get to that. I'm waiting to the point where ethnic should more fully pay my bills. I always tell people, the radio show part of this, I love it. Like, it's a full brand. That's why I made it LLC. Like, I want to branch all of the shit. I got the karaoke issue more. I'm going to make an ethnic issue more media. Cause I get booked for these events to do shit right. to where people gonna book me for all types of shit. I'm trying to. I, I don't know if I. I have to let you hear. I'm at the scene. Well, if you you know uh, here rapping St. Louis, his name is Stephon Urkel. Yep. Uh, I've, he, I've seen the name. I haven't so heard music. He got a video. I think he even dropped today or tomorrow. Okay. I'm on it. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm featured on the track. Okay. I'm I'm trying to get on that, bro. To that, I'll tell people, bro. I could do that mixtape talking shit. Like, if you give me the opportunity, I can do it. And matter of fact, because we don't have too much motherfucking time, I do got that motherfucker Man, play on that shit. Yeah, I'm finna uh, get this. It's on here somewhere. I'm finna download it now for y'all. Is it, you said there's a video to it? Or no, the video about audio? to drop, bro. The video about to drop. It just, hey, well, you just put the promo out, but the promo for it is me. Because I'm, I'm the person that come on your track, and I'm the person that come on in the beginning, and I got to talk about I just talk that shit. So you go, oh, that's when I, when I get this motherfucker to download. I was supposed to be on the show with this. <laughs> Man, y'all boys out here straight lacking. My dog Stephon Urkel got the motherfucking game on lock, you hear me? He applying pressure and making y'all weak ass niggas step your bars up. You think you got it? <laughs> nah, nigga, stop it. My dog the next up, and there's nothing yeah. you can do about it. Come on, let's go. Look. Oh, best rapper alive, these niggas retarded, glass skinny niggas. I wrote it, I wrote it. Red 
he hit me. I used to post about like, bro, y'all put me on. I'm trying to do skits on people albums. Right. I'm trying to bring that shit back. And Man, I'm trying to host mixtapes, all type of shit. Like, I'll do that whole talk to all your shit. Like, I'm trying to do shit like that, bro, because I always said I could as a joke. And then so he slid in my inbox and was like, Hey, bro, what you mean by like doing skits and talking on albums? And I explained it. He was like, I got a song I want you to fuck up. If I book a studio day, would you show up? I'm like, just tell me today. It's a weekly. He's my free day. Send me, he, he like, give me three days. Three days, like, hey, bro, this the address for you. Be there at 12. It was somebody crazy. Cool little studio set up in the crib, bro. I went, I, had, I, I knew what I was going to do, but I didn't know what I was going to do. I wrote all that shit while he was like, setting up, so he was playing the beat. Oh, he's fit, bro. This is one of the and his video visuals is cold, bro. This is one of the projects. Like, he put, like, this, I told him. Matter of fact, I said, bro, you know, I'm like, what's your music going like? I always ask people, I'm like, what's your music going like? Outlets as far as, like, mixtape outlets, all that shit. And he just dropped the EP mixtape type joint. Like, bro, I'm like, you fuck my dude, like, Adam Murphy, bro. I'm like, bro, Midwest mixtape. I'm like, because he cold, bro. He got a video of rap. I can't say rap radar. It was something like that. Hit my radar or something like that on Facebook. His name is Prime, man. Prime is another name. In the video, he wants to do it. He seems very aggressive. Yeah, clearly, I don't know what he was doing. I ain't mean, dude, because he wasn't there. Somebody else had to be there. Because he had on Scully. Had on uh, Scully. But I'm trying to do music videos, bro. That's fine, though. When he get done rapping, I come back in again. Yeah, Stefan, bro, he's old, bro. He got some like, if you go to it, you'll see the talent that's on there. That's what I'm saying, bro. What's the word? Shout out six seven. Just been able to, you know, adapt. You got them motherfucking bars up yet? Cause ain't nobody got time to be waiting on y'all niggas to figure it out. Because my dog Stefan has already developed the recipe and y'all bars still lost. Well, there's no time. I haven't put it on me with me. So y'all ashy asses better get right and get tight. Uh, you want the video talking about your ashy asses? Yeah. I love when you talk and call people ashy and yeah, shit, man. It's yeah, my signature. I had to bring that up. Hey, man, but you know, you know what you need to do? Find you a lotion to get a sponsorship from a lotion yes. company, man. Yes. I thought about trying to come up with a Six million ways to die, six million ways to get paid. 
Shout out to the six, man. Shout out to the homie Stefan Urkel. Look, man, we finna get out this thing. It's your boy Nico the Great, Ethnic and Shamor, episode 65. Shout out. Clap. Yeah, Jay Azier in the building. We had Adam Murphy. We got Flex Bombs with it. Adam Murphy, Midwest Mixtape. Make sure y'all tune in next week, episode 66. Dr. Jovan Willis is going to be in the building. You know, she's uh, she's an author. She she does so many things. Yeah, man, man, all type about of your platform, man. You got all. I'll bring everybody, bro. Great. That's why I, let pe- people, I love people man. that reach out to come on. Because I don't look for a certain type of thing. I want just whatever my people do, whatever we fuck with. I'm trying to get that out, whatever you do. Let's get it. Like, this is the platform we do that shit, and we go from there. I got a lot of authors coming on. I'm trying to, if they author, I'm like, send me a book. I'll read it. The whole motherfucking book, man. Make sure y'all tune in next week. Ethnic and more. And we out. Oh, man, I had a whole bunch of songs on that. We got to play all type of shit. That's crazy. <laughs> we kicked it tonight. That's On traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. Can you read? It's a ethnic issue more TV with your ass she ass.